Our first reading today focuses in on a man named Eleazar. He was a teacher of the law and he was a holy man and he was at a social banquet, as we heard today, and he was being forced, I guess when he uses the language of being forced, we could say there was a lot of social pressure uh, to eat pork, which of course was forbidden in the Jewish law. And so Eleazar being a holy man, a man who really sought to do the will of God, he, he refused to eat. And uh, he refused not just because it was pork, but this has been food that was offered to other gods. It had been food that had been sacrificed. And so uh, he said, look, I'd, I'd rather die than eat this food. Anyway, some of the people who he was dining with uh, were obviously his close friends. He was well regarded. He was well respected. And so they pull him aside and they say to him, look, we'll give you some other meat that hasn't been sacrificed. Just eat it and pretend so everyone else thinks you're eating it and the king won't get upset and put you to death. And uh, Elias says, no, I won't do it. I don't want to be a bad example to others. I'd rather die. And, of course, that's exactly uh, what happens. He willingly uh, gives his life out of obedience to God's law. Now, of course, there are many examples in the Scriptures, many examples throughout history, and unfortunately still examples in our world today of people who have given their lives out of love of God. One of the more recent examples we may be familiar with was Sir Thomas More, who we now call Saint Thomas More from the 16th century. Of course, he was a great English lawyer and, and a judge, and um, he famously not only challenged the king's uh, decision to uh, divorce and remarry, but uh, the, when the king introduced the oath of supremacy, which meant... Uh, you know, swearing allegiance to the king as the head of the church, uh, Thomas, of course, refused that too, right? He wouldn't have it because that meant uh, denying that the Pope was the head of the church. And uh, once again, uh, Thomas was uh, penalised for his allegiance to his God. He was charged with treason. He was sent to prison. He was given many opportunities to renounce, you know, to sort of, to sort of turn away uh, from that uh, commitment to his, his God, but of course he, he willingly uh, accepted the death penalty for the sake of his love for God. Now, when we look at the lives of Eleazar, uh, Thomas More, or many others who have given their life out of love for God, there are two important truths that their lives remind us of. The first truth is that there is nothing on earth that could be possibly more important than loving God and making God's will our priority. That's the first thing that they remind us with their lives. The second is that the reward of putting God's will first is so great. It's so uncomparably great that it's worth any loss or any suffering that we might experience here on earth. That's what Eliezer is saying today. He says, Whatever agonies of body I now endure under this bludgeoning in my soul, I'm glad to suffer because of the awe which he inspires in me, because of the promise which God has revealed to me. 
All the other suffering is pales into comparison. That's, of course, what Jesus was getting at, huh? When he said, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Yes, there will be some level of suffering, but it's all worth it. (laughs) Now, we probably believe these truths at, at some level, right? I would think that at least intellectually, all of us here, if we're coming to weekday mass, we, we believe that there is nothing more important than loving God, than doing his will. I'm sure at some level, intellectually, we believe that God's will is even worth suffering for. But as we deepen in our journey with God, we should notice these truths finding their way into our hearts and actually shaping the way that we think and shaping the decisions that we make every day. On Sunday, we're going to celebrate the feast of Christ the King. And when, when we call Jesus our King, this is what we're saying, that we recognise that he is the supreme authority of our lives, that we, we want to obey him first and foremost in our lives. That's what it means to have Christ as our king. Now, thankfully, doing the will of God is not something that we just need to decide on our own. God gives us his spirit to help us to understand what that looks like in in each and every moment. Of course, God gives us the church and the authority of the church and the pope and the bishops to help us to understand what it looks like to follow the will of God. It's not just up to us. Now, we, we don't necessarily have our loyalty tested to Christ in the same way that Eleazar did or Thomas More did or the many other martyrs did. But every day we are still faced with the decision of who and what we will put first, right? Every day our loyalty to Christ as our king is being tested. In every moment we still have a choice to make. Is it going to be my will or the people's will or God's will? What I really want to kind of stress today is that submitting ourselves to God's will is not just a decision that we make every now and then when we're put to the test. But submitting ourselves to God's will is is really an attitude that we grow in each and every day as we give ourselves over to God's will, as we make that daily decision to put God first in our lives. Lord, help me to see how you want me to follow you today. What is it that you want me to do today? That's how Thomas was able to make his big yes to God. It didn't just sort of come out of the blue. His big yes was the result of many everyday small yeses, small moments of surrender to his God. Zacchaeus today, Jesus says, salvation has come to your house, Zacchaeus. has this beautiful moment of of realising the gift of God. But that just didn't happen randomly in a moment. I want to suggest to you, it doesn't say it in the text, but I want to suggest that his decision to climb that tree to get in the way of Jesus so that Jesus could, 
could uh, affirm his salvation was the result of many little choices towards God that eventually led him up that tree. See, the kingdom of God grows in us one decision, one act of surrender at a time. What decision can you make for Christ today?